I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Junk Time Apple Podcast post-trade pre-draft 2020 edition. We come to you from Wayne Jackson Studios, Rock Carter Studios, and the newly commissioned Craig Coombe Studios. My name is Michael Tramblin, and joining me is a man who has lost his job as the list manager at Collingwood. It's Adam Rosenbachs. Oh, g'day, Michael. Mate, tumultuous week I've just come out of, and um, it's, it's a shame. I thought I was doing a really good job, you know, but um, you just can't get everything right, and you can't please everyone all the time. I... Now, obviously, the big, you know, stories that Trelaw and Stevenson are gone, but the thing mm-hmm. that brought me undone was I extended Dane Beams' contract for <laughs> eight years. At, I said, mate, I'll give you a million a year, but we'll back end it. And so not until 2028 when we'll have to pay you $8 million. And they said, mate, that's bigger than the actual salary cap. And I said, mate, I'll find a way. I'll find a way. And then they come back to me and said, mate, you can't find a way. That is, uh, that means he'll be the only player on the list. And so they fucking cut me loose. So I am out of a job. So if anyone needs a brilliant list manager, I know, I know how to get a team. Like I can build a team that can make the finals without a key forward. And that, yeah. and, and have the same one pace midfield. I am the guy to build you a team. Yeah, sure. You can build a team that I think is uh, goalless in the first half of the final. I oh, know one goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you, if you're looking for that, I'm your man. So if you <laughs> North Melbourne, fucking come for me, mate. I don't know what I'm doing. Adam, we have our very special guest. I think it's about what the fifth or sixth year that we've talked to I think this. It is, yeah. Fifth year. There we go. We have a very special guest. The, the favourite show that we do this all year, and, and one yeah. of the favourites of the, uh, the the junk timers out there. We've got a very special guest. Our guest, uh, special recruiter for Port Adelaide during their premiership year, football expert, Craig Coombs. Good to see you, mate. Hey, <laughs> thanks for that. Very nice. My studio. That's good. Oh, absolutely. Do I get a plaque or something that I can you know, put above my chair where I live? Or what's, what's well, we've, we've got, got quite the empire. We've got Joe Watson <laughs> Studios in New York. We've mm. got Mark wow. Sonotti Studios in Brisbane, I believe. Yep. Jeez. And Rod Carter and Wayne Jackson. So there's. we need to get one in Perth. Who, who do you think we'd have in Perth, Adam? Who do you think? Carl Lankin Studios, do you think? Maybe Daniel oh. Kerr. <laughs> It'd be a bit oh. of fun, or the Daniel Chick Studios. I think you know, just maybe both. You know, Daniel Kerr and Chick Studios. I think um, it'd be a bit of fun. Ben, how about Ben? And I uh, see yeah, people go straight to Ben, but that's why we go with that. And we could have it opened. Um, <laughs> we could have the ribbon cutting with Basil Zemplis. Because oh. <laughs> you know there'd be no homeless people around that studio <laughs> or transgenders, as uh, Basil let us uh, know. 
dude. Yeah, Basil kicked off the first week very strongly, didn't he? Oh, he's come out of the blocks. He said, I'm going to be mayor and I'm going to, going to put transgender onto the agenda. Yeah, sure. But then also, like, he, he was mayor for a week and he did all that yeah. on the radio. And then yeah, he, said, he said, And then he said, I've got to remember that I'm mayor. Yeah. It's like, dude, you're wearing, you're wearing gold chains around your neck. You're yeah. mayor. You can, hear them, you can hear them clanging on the radio, you fucking idiot. <laughs> he might have got oh, confused God. with his other job. You know, it's pretty simple. Impersonator God. or something with his chains. Oh, it's mad. It's mad. So, Kim, yeah. so we thought we'd, today we'd talk about the uh, the trade period, get your views on that, oh. and then we'd also go yes. through the um, the uh, top ten of the draft as you've done, yeah, uh, as we have done the last yes, few weeks, and we get you know about eight or nine out of the top ten. Correct. Every year, eight eight minimum every year. Yeah. Now, the the one thing that uh, I guess the first question I'll ask you because we are going to talk a lot about the trades is uh, in your role as recruiter. Were you involved, and I know this is kind of dumb, in the list management ongoing with the club, or did they just come to you and say, these are the needs that we have, we need, you know, a midfield or a key position player, or how did, how did that kind of come to you, like the, the, the breakdown of what was needed in the draft? As, as a group, um, we were told each year where the specifics lie. Um, we, we had no hand at all in the trading at port it wasn't our yep. job recruiting okay. was but we yep. were told to look for specific types to keep that list regenerating always the the first pick was always the best player doesn't matter that was that was the is that because the is that because you had you know good um good key position at the time so you got warren tread ray you had really strong back line so you kind of weren't in the need whereas um Say you had to pick five and you didn't have Warren Treadway there, would you be on the lookout for, even if he wasn't the best player in the in the draft, but it was a key position one, would you go for that? Like no, that kind of name? Not a pick five. Nope. Okay. Nope. Best player with your first pick if it was first round. Yep. And it didn't, didn't matter if you had eight midfielders, well, you'd have nine. It was always best player. After that, yeah, it was needs basis where we'd have a schooling guys listed. Best midfielders, best tall forwards, best tall defenders, best tall utilities. And we were like, right, okay, this is where the list needs are polishing the most. This is where mm-hmm. the most... And it would have been the, the backup for Treaders would have been that option one year. Yep. Um, and it changed for every year. Sometimes it was, it was just, you know, cold recruiting, which basically means go to a game so you can see and, and it'll sort itself out as the year goes. Um, but first pick was always... <laughs> Just the best guy that's next on that list. What if he was a ruckman? What if he was a ruckman up early in the top 10? Because that kind of, you know, until Luke Jackson and Nick Nat got taken, ruckman really didn't go early. That's a really good point. Yeah, it's quite rare, isn't it? I can't remember any... Like Grundy slipped down to, what, 17 or 18? Like he was quite late. Which which was crazy. Um, Tim English was a late pick. Can't think of any that would have been knocking on that door. It's, It's... in my time at Port or Hawthorne. Yep. Um, do, do you remember um, uh, in the years that you did it, uh, was it, you know, were you more keen on forwards or more keen on backmen or was it more keen on midfielders? Like when they put the call out, we need to, you know, strengthen an area, which division it was? Uh, every year, Pelkin had his daisy chain, which meant, you know, you don't break the links and only looking for the next best through each line. So the object of Port was that, each line had, you know, the set six main guys and then three or four that were the next fill. 
and then three or four that were the next fill. And it was primarily about where is the next guy coming through. If they're looking at delisting, you know, a halfback flanker um, that wasn't doing so flash, well, that would that would be the target for the next one. Mm-hmm. So gotcha. That's where he goes. And it had what's, to be the same all the time. What's it like when you're looking at a list? How far ahead? Like, um, is the list planned like two years? Is it just a rolling thing to go? Uh, we're probably going to lose this player at this point and, you know, we're going to need someone to replace him in two years' time. So keep an eye out. Like, how, how, how often do you... Or how far ahead do you look in terms of a yep. list? Under-16 championships always starts there. Okay. You know, you'll hear about a kid at, you know, 13 or 14 and it's like, let's just keep an eye on this guy as he comes through. But they change so much, you know, in growth and and ability and understanding the game, but it's the under 16 championships, which we always used to attend as well, or, you know, if we weren't working full time, otherwise we'd, we'd still get um, mail on it. We'd still get video. And if we could go to the championships, the under 16s, if we weren't working, you were encouraged to, and um, that's, that's when that first fill happens. So then we watch them and watch them. And then they do know like we're looking at, you know, a 28 year old guy at, it's only got a couple of years to go. This is where we're probably at. So let's have a look at them. You can't do much about them because you see guys will grow seven or eight centimetres over the summer. You see them play in the September. You turn up to watch them, you know, at Oakland yeah, in February. And you go, that's... That. I distinctly remember one bloke that stood out for me in 2000 and... Yeah, uh, might have been my last year, poor second last year. Anyway, uh, my, my son had got put it on the Sandy Dragons list. So I went to the first lot of training with him and he's under... So he got selected as a bottom-age player. So I turned up and I saw this guy just smashing the time trial, just destroying him. I go, this guy's... Jeez, who's he? And when I finally was told it was Matt Thomas, I went, no, that's not Matt Thomas from September. His body shape had changed incredibly. He got a little bit bigger, taller, but his running ability just was off the charts... And that was not the same guy that I saw in September. And I, I seriously couldn't believe I had to try to clarify it. And then I found he, someone pointed out his dad and I went over and said, this is your son, Matt, that was at Melbourne Grammar that played like a couple. Yep. I said, what's going on? He goes, he just took the bull by the horns and went at it. And all of a sudden he grew. And then his body could cope with weights and things like that. And I think after the second training session, I grabbed him as he was walking out one day. I said, oh, hey, can I talk to you for a second? I said, do you know who I am? He goes, yeah, you're Joel's dad. And I went, no, do you know anything else? He goes, no. <laughs> I said, well, I've worked in Port Adelaide. And I said, and you'll be I've done Port time. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, you know, I had a um, real press. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and I, what do you I need, mate? To... What do you got, what do you got for schoolies? <laughs> well, that was down Sandy Dragons. So, you know, um, I, I said to him, you'll be wearing a Port Adelaide jumper at the end of the year. And I got straight on to Pelkin and said, if you want someone who lives, sleeps, eats and breathes the port mantra and as tough as nails, this is what we need. And sure enough, we draft him in that year. So. Can we uh, quickly have a look at the year that was? Take you back into that. Obviously, the, you know, strange yeah. year, first round. And then we have about a three or four month break until we have the, the rest of the season, 17 rounds all up. Do you think the best team in the end won? Yep. Yep. We, yeah, well, we, we tipped them last year, so you know, we got it right again. So True. too bad, is it? Yeah, I mean, did. it's incredible, three out of four. And then you think about that uh, 2018 where you go, gee, she could have been four in a row. Like, Should have been. Should that have one just up, yeah. One bad quarter, yeah. yeah. What, do you, 
what do you think of um like uh, so Geelong lose they get Jeremy Cameron for three first rounders. How much do the did Geelong mm. weigh up what that's going to cost them in four years when they well, don't just, have those midfielders? Yeah, and no, I looked it up before. So the Geelong's gone with 13, 15, and twenty for Jeremy Cameron. And I looked up the list before. They don't get into the draft this year until pick fifty one. Now they can still trade in and out until the extra draft itself on December seven. But they fifty one and ninety six. Yeah, yeah wow. and they get and they get two <laughs> second rounders. I think next year. Yeah, gotcha. Yep. And look, next year's draft is is pretty good compared to this year. This is pretty thin. And the the other thing that worries me is the fact that a lot of these kids haven't played. Yep. It's literally, you're not going to know what's going on with half of them. And it's so, so hard because, like, well, have they grown? Have they done the work on their own? You know, you'll find the guys that, did do all the hard work and yeah. it'll be a kid that's somehow picked at, you know, 52 by GWS. It turns out to be a jet. Um, we had a question uh, from Alex just saying the, given the lack of exposed form this year, you know, particularly not being played in Victoria, is this the best year to kind of sit out the draft? <laughs> well, I think uh, the fact is they've uh-huh. now lowered it to one pick. You only got to have one pick instead yep. of the three. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think the Tigers might be uh, one or two picks and if I was Richmond I'd have one pick and I'd be going yep that'll do things I'll be out of here it's just an unknown it's a massive unknown and so if if Geelong don't get a premiership out of this do you think it'll come back to bite them in you know four years when they don't have those three players that they could have replenished sort of through the midfield like they're topping up they got Sean Higgins in they got Isaac Smith they're going for it next year how long do you reckon it'll... forgotten about Isaac Smith. Jeez. Yeah. yeah. Do you think oh. it'll hurt them? Sorry, Michael. Sorry to just... <laughs> Already, Chamber. <laughs> yeah, I know. Jeez. Sorry to bring... Sorry to Isaac Smith you without notice. But, no, um... it's funny because I've written down, like, you know, maybe the 10 biggest trades and I didn't have Smith on it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, God. Sheesh. Yeah, friend, of the show, Adam, friend of the show. Yeah. Got him for nothing. And I think... Look, they're clearly telling the members what we're doing, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. We're, we're rolling it into 2021. It, what the picks they give at 10, 13, and 15. 10, 13, 15 are still going to be pretty good players in this draft. It's after that where I worry. You, mm-hmm. But again, you're still not sure they're going to be good players because you haven't seen the exposed form that you would have seen. Yep. And the kid you pick at 10, you know, you may have had him, let's say, the, from his under 16, under 17 years, he may have been at 50 or vice versa. You know, guy you got at 10 all of a sudden hasn't grown. Looks like he hasn't done some hard work during the break and he's going to drift. Um, they've gone in on one year, clearly, because yeah. then, you know, Hawkins and the other boys are getting a bit older. Um, it, it, I, I know some people look at Geelong and go, Smith, Higgins, Cameron. But they've lost Taylor, who was a good general down back. Yeah. They've lost Ablett, who did provide something still as that small forward. So you think Higgins replaced his Ablett in that sort of role? Uh, Smith comes onto a wing. How much value you know, was a wing an issue for them? I thought no, not, not at all. No, Menegola and Duncan. So, so what happens to one of those two? Where do they go? And yeah. then also at Kajini Park, not so much uh, space to run around on that wing either. Well, that's it's very thin down the there. other issue. It is. So what? Yeah. Where are you going to put Smith? Yeah. Um, so, so are so you you're saying not that pick this him up and not playing? Are you saying that this year is not the year for Essendon to have picks uh, six, seven, and eight? Like, is this oh. the year that you're just like, oh, fuck, what a waste? Almost. What a waste. No, not almost. But, again, six, seven, eight should still be good pick. But 
is that caveat on every player this year. Yeah. But I, there's no way I'd be looking at going through uh, unless they're cooking up, you know, because we can still trade out some picks later and maybe do a someone who's delisted they're going to look at. Because I reckon a few of those blokes are going to get a chance sort of later in the draft because you're going to go, well, I'm not sure about this kid, but at least I know this guy is AFL body ready and he has played and he can play. And if he doesn't, we'll flick him after a year anyway and then we'll go back into next year's draft. So, it's so a, would, you know. would, it, would it be never been a better time to be a WA player, South Australia player, Tasmanian player? Uh, well, they've grown in even in my... My numbers have done a fair bit watching the vision and even guys that at the start of the year, I had a look at some some lists where certain guys were ranked and rated and, you know, it might have been, I think one of them was 30 or 40 odd and he's now in the top five. Yeah, wow. Because yeah. he's done well against the grown men and that's helped. Yeah. And there's going to be a few of those guys are going to get a leg up. The other thing yeah. which along that worries me is about Cameron and Hawkins together. It, it took a while for Rewalt and Lynch to sort of get some synergy. Yep. So you think that's going to be the same issue. But then, so Hawkins wants the footy. Cameron wants the footy. Higgins wants the footy. And if Dangerfield sneaks in there, he wants it. So who's going to get it? Danger. Well, then it's the other guys you're paying truckloads of money coming in. Oh, I reckon Dangerfield is going to have to get out of there and go back to the midfield full-time. Because Selwood's clearly not that full-time midfielder anymore. Duncan's overtaken him. Yep. Um, I, I'm not convinced they've done the right thing here. To be honest, I just during yeah. the trade period, are there any are there ever um, trades that just like fall in your lap? Like the the Adam Trelaw one, the Western Bulldogs would have been going, yeah. "What the fuck, mate? This is mm-hmm. we thought we were losing Josh Dunkley, we didn't, mm-hmm. and yep. they get Adam Trelaw, which does not help any issues that Josh Dunkley has about not getting enough midfield time. And actually, no. it but <laughs> Do you get, like, trades like that just fall and you go, this is unbelievable. Like, did that happen in your well, time at Port? Or the Hawks? Was, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was always sort of one that you go, you've always heard them say, I can't believe that guy was there in drafts. Yep. But in trading as well, you think, I'm not sure they're really going to go for this or they're not going to. Um, and I remember the, the Pelkin and Alan Stewart masters at, at doing this. There's two un- incredible examples Byron Pickett was coming out of contract the year after and they, <laughs> they hypothetical, let's say. That's <laughs> the easiest way to cover this. They may have, may have said they had a chat with Byron who was really keen to come the year after. Yeah. And they're not going to get anything for him. So if you trade him this year, we'll at least give you something. Yep. And it was thought of like, well, good try, but they're not going to fall for that. And then I think it was Pelkin who, who rang and said, they're, they're keen. <laughs> and, yeah, wow. and I think, and I think Choco's like, yeah, right. Don't play these silly games. What do we, and he goes, no, they're, they're keen. He mean, hurry up, hurry up. If this is not a joke, hurry up and do it and don't. And everyone, we were all just like, are you joking? Yeah. Choppy is perfect fit. Perfect fit. And, um, Bang. Norm Smith the year after, 26 to 1, I believe, maybe. But I, I suppose that's <laughs> the nature of it in a way, by the fact that, I mean, I mean, I mean, I suppose, I mean, Cameron says he wants to come back with family and stuff like that. But I suppose if yeah, you just yeah. name a club, like it's kind of fallen in your, fallen at your feet already, hasn't it? Well, wasn't Phillips to Hawthorne just another one? Phillips to well, Hawthorne, I mean, yeah. 
Yeah, that was like a complete salary dump. What? That was like what um, that? <laughs> pick, pick 64. So it was like a fourth rounder. You just go, fuck, Tom yeah. Phillips is way better than that. Oh. So what, what's your take then, Coombsy? Because, I mean, they, yeah, they, oh. they ditched Trelaw, they ditched Stevenson. So Stevenson's mm. done a bit of media and he said that Bucks had told him that he wasn't opening himself up to the group. And then there seems to be, with Trelaw, it seems to be, they think, with a, a split family this year, with his wife playing netball in Queensland, that he, they wouldn't be able to get the best out of him. But it, you know, And they covered themselves shit. in glory by saying that as well. well that was a really shit. nice it's, look. It really yeah. seemed a bit, it seemed a bit shit, didn't it? It really did seem well, that, a bit shit. I mean, that, that line was fucked. Like, Ned Guy, when he went on Fox footy, was one of the most... Inc- like, how they didn't stage manage that beforehand. Like, they go, yeah. all right, you're going to go on Fox footy. They're going to ask you some hard questions. This is our line, right? Mm. And they didn't. And he has just fucking said mm. the most crazy shit that as a club, you like, if you were the media manager in there going, oh, fuck, I wasn't oh. saying that. Sure, sure. It was a bit Trump-esque, yeah. And so Trula had five more years to go on a contract. Now, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and um and then Stevenson's been given five years at uh at, at the north um at the north um for, for me personally I think these five year deals these seven year deals they're they're ridiculous they're not long enough <laughs> <laughs> and they're going to be out the door because clubs will be panicking you forgot about poor old Artu Bosavalumi yeah mm, yeah and he he was doing I mean, okay but how do you reckon Brody Grundy feels he's like fuck I just signed uh-oh. a seven year deal am I going to get this cash or am I <laughs> yeah. am I going to be in the Gold Coast Suns like- in two years. He'll be worried, won't he? Yeah. Well, that's just, the thing. It seems like a contract doesn't mean anything anymore. Well, no, it's not worth a piece of paper it's written on, is it? Yeah. But yeah. Um, there's little... What if it's written it's, on gold paper? Uh, <laughs> ooh, no. Um, there's just little bits and pieces coming out about Collingwood here that just don't seem right. Because from what I understand, what, Trelaw, what's your Trelaw mail, is... Mate? My mate, Trelaw is a very well-liked player. Yep. Is it, and the, the one they sort of don't like they end up having a gig. Um, if they could, if, from the player's point of view anyway. Um, Who's that? Hypothetically. <laughs> the big, the big uh, fella. Is that right? He's not... Uh, I mean, he, he found it tough in the hub because there were no books in the hub and he couldn't do no his problem. graffiti in the hub. And it was very... It was fucking hard work. Yeah, so yeah, I feel for no it. Problem. I feel for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's, you know, you can see the Richmond thing, all they bonded together quite well as friends. There was a few splinters in the pies one. But the other thing is that um, with all the hardship that's happened this year, the AFL, from, hypothetically, the AFL doesn't want any more. So you really don't want to have to find a club for being salary cap breaches, do you? Okay. So, hypothetically. Mm. So what we'd rather do is at least you be a bit proactive and get something sorted, then that's not going to happen this year. It's just like that arms, uh, what was it? Remember a few years ago? If you got a gun, yeah, give the it amnesty. back to us and, and nothing, the amnesty, thank you. If you got a gun, chuck it in, nothing's going to happen to you. They did that in the 90s, didn't they? And Carlton and Essendon came forward and said, we may have paid people. Carlton <laughs> yeah, may yeah. have... Uh, yeah. Paid Greg Williams yeah. and Steve Kernahan and and a whole bunch of uh, players may have paid them under the table and you know the amnesty we went hey now we're clean we're we're good guys well I think it was a private amnesty that right if you if you do some things here um, we won't do that because it's when it, it's a difficult year we don't want to have to do that 
I just want to calm, calm ship, just kind of, you know, we've got done for a lot. Well, see, so you, yeah. you, you talk about issues in the hub. The, the mail that I got was that Josh Dunkley wasn't happy with some of the, um, uh, the party players up at the doggies. And so he wanted out. He didn't like the culture that was being created up there. And so he wanted out because of that. And so when I want to go to Essendon and <laughs> you know, obviously didn't get the job done. So now he's got to stay at the club and hang around with those shit loose units that he doesn't like. <laughs> well, it was interesting. The first kind of half of the trade period, it was all about Essendon, and then it kind of very quickly shifted to Collingwood. So Sard yeah, yeah. has now gone, gone to Carlton, yes. and yep. Fantasia has headed off to Port. But for for not a while there, it seemed like everyone was jumping out of Essendon. Coombsy, did you ever deal with Adrian Dodoro? Because he seems like a really pleasant, easygoing yeah. bloke. Yeah, well, I had nothing to do with the trades, but um, I, I, I heard the stories. <laughs> because we'd have meetings, obviously, and we'd be updated on yep. where things are at. Port yep. were brilliant with all the information. Even though that wasn't our job as recruiters, we were always kept in, informed every night yep. of what discussions we were having with who, where they were at. And a general theme of things was uh, they're a difficult mob for a long time. Yeah, sure, sure. Long time. Because even um, uh, Jason McCartney gave them a clip uh, yeah. Just on on Fox Footy the other day, he just said they were really difficult to deal with when we were trying to get um, you know a pick back for Cordwell, and they were just he said they were yeah. just fucking assholes basically. But I also think what they'd done uh, in regards to Dunkley wasn't quite right. Saying, "Well, if you come, we'll put your brother on the list." Yeah, and that's that's a bit unfair on a bloke who deserves to be on the list. He goes, "Well, I, it's not my fault I haven't got a brother. I mean, that's a good player." <laughs> You know, I mean, I don't think that's right, is it? To go, well, if you come, we'll give your brother a spot. Yeah. I suppose it's the deal. Give me a spot. I want to earn it. Yeah, but would the brother feel like, well, I'm, you know. Oh, he knows his, mate. He got delisted from Melbourne. He knows his shit. <laughs> and he goes, we're going to play with you. You won't be playing with your brother. You'll be training with your brother. I mean, it's a very big difference. Yeah, yeah. Your although, brother can although, drive you to training, but uh, yeah. <laughs> but but uh, I, I'd feel a bit like... Oh, great. What am I? You know, steak knife, am I? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it's a little bit like they're thrown in steak knives, haven't they? And then it also puts pressure on the player. It's like... I don't, I don't know if it's a steak knife. <laughs> it was more of a plastic... Plastic knife. That snapped in half. <laughs> <laughs> and was washed out to sea and found in the stomach of a dolphin. Um, I suppose... Those dolphins... A couple of the other big ones, Jesse Hogan, the GWS, uh, Aaliyah Lear... A big Paul. one. <laughs> That was and an interesting one, wasn't it? Like, um, clearly, that, um, Justin Longmuir. Justin Longmuir was keen to get rid of him. I mean, you know, Jesse. He was struggling in the in in hub life. He couldn't get it. He couldn't get uh, couldn't get any action. <laughs> the poor bloke. <laughs> and so now he can go to Sydney, Western Sydney, and you know, fucking and no one knows him. <laughs> it's funny. I was talking to a friend yesterday in London, and I talked about the Jesse Hogan story and talked them through it. How he had to go and quarantine, and then he took the whole twenty four hours to uh, to have a lady <laughs> over, and uh, and I was just like, what the fuck is going on in Australia? <laughs> yeah. Just, um, just, the yeah. Ben Brown one I found interesting. They did a comparison yeah. with him and. Um, uh, Jeremy Cameron on Fox footy of their last four years. And they were almost apart from this yeah. year when he was injured, they were basically identical. In fact, I think Ben Brown was ahead of him. Did you, um, as a, you know, when you report, is there, when you just lose faith in a player and you just go, we've got to get rid of him, even though, you know, there's, you know, a, a clear talent there, but you just go, he's not for us anymore. Like how did it fall apart so quickly at North for Ben Brown? 
Yeah, no, that has happened before. I've seen that plenty of times for whatever reason. The player um, can lose. It's, it's weird to see someone lose confidence and then you think, but you had that ability. And the other, Troco was great at trying to turn that around with him to go, yep, don't forget the things that got you here, that got you drafted. But some guys, it just can't happen. Um, you may remember a bloke called Ryan Willits at Port. Big, big, vaguely. big kid. Yeah, vaguely, that's right. He was taken very early. He was going to be a really good player. But he just, for whatever, couldn't get the confidence thing going. And it just dropped and dropped and dropped. And it was like, just not going to get it back. So just wait until he's two years up and delist and, you know, let's be done with it. And it happens with several. But um, the Ben Brown one, maybe it was just because they decided, well, we're going to cut a couple of the old boys because we're heading in a brand new direction. We've got to clean out. Yeah, Higgins, Brown, they were the ones who maybe they spoke to and said, what do you reckon? They go, yeah, right, I'm keen to go. We're, you know, Goldstein might have gone, nut. stay in. I'm going to finish we'll, off here, thanks. And We'll bring I mean, in a hard, hard nut like Jaden Stevenson to stand alongside the other hard nut, Jared Pollock. I mean, I'm going to presume, though, that, I'm going to presume, though, like, uh, I mean, Brown had a, a big offer on the table and yeah. I'm going to imagine yeah. that Melbourne picked him up pretty cheap in the end. And so I just think of, like, the regret of like going because he wanted an extra year i think it was a three-year deal he wanted a four-year deal and it was yeah. like yep. dude you'll cost yourself hundreds of thousands of dollars by not signing that deal yeah yeah it happens can we, can we talk quickly about the um the north melbourne coaching job we talked before the show before we uh, started recording about your belief that uh you know choco should be in the mix for should a, be a mix. Uh, it should be him don't worry about it. no mix Mm. No mix. Straight up, no Choco. We, we had no Choco interview. on um, on the front bar, and he was the most charismatic, amazing, one of the most amazing guests we've had. And you just go, how is this man not coaching an AFL team? You could just see, especially with juniors, how they would just um, be drawn to him. And he's clearly a good teacher, which I think you need for a young yeah, list like that. Good development coach, good, really good teacher. Um, he's such a positive. Yeah, you know, like as I said, when blokes were falling apart, he'd be like, "Remember what got you here? Not what's going on now. Why did we draft you? Because you're a good footballer." Um, and he'd instil that in them, and you know, he he just always. And if things don't go right and he makes a mistake, he's a man enough to bring it up. He flew over to a meeting once and said, "My fault. Mm-hmm. We're having a really bad year at Port." He said, "No, it's all on me. We changed things around too much. Right, we're just going to the last part of the year." Do this, do that. I think we won six out of the eight games. Then the following year, things got better and on we went. Um, so he actually will admit when things aren't going right and he will change it. But I don't think there should be any in the mix. I don't think there should be a job interview. He's, he's well and truly proved what he should be. And in my opinion, one of the smartest blokes in the game. Um, look, you know, he got pulled up there for all those years against the odds. Came in pretty quick, won a flag. I mean, you know, the Brett Ratton's shown that, you know, um, coaches that have had jobs and then lost them are, you know, are viable again. So I'm thinking maybe Mark Neal to North Melbourne, I think, would be a good fit. You know, he's personable. He can really sell the club. He doesn't have any annoying ticks uh, that freak people out. So I think get Neildy back. That's Neil to North Melbourne. Let's push for that. I think that would be great. Push, is it? Yeah. Well, I think it was I think it was David King saying that Mick Malthouse, your mate, Adam, um, should get the North Ooh. Melbourne job. Oh, oh fuck. <laughs> Why would North do that? <laughs> It'd give us material for about a year and oh, a half. Oh, mate. And, and, and you know what? I reckon, I just um, putting it out there, I think Mick would do the job. 
Um, can, I, can I just sense a bit of angst there, Rosie? You're really br- <laughs> fucking the original bristled up a bit. Jeez, he bristled up big time. So why do you think why do you think Choco kind of doesn't get a look at? I, I don't know. I seriously do not know. And I've yeah. tro- on, I have some reliable people, and I've spoke to them to try to, and there's no sense. The fact mm. that he got Werribee again, you know, into finals, Riccardi got drafted, a couple of others on the fringe yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Um, he just keeps proving it, and I, I honestly cannot find out why. Yeah, um, and it's I not like he's he not coaching it. in the current environment. Like, he's proving again at Werribee that he's doing an okay job. Like, it's and not again, like he's out of the system. No, he's not. And you, as you mentioned before, he's charismatic, and that's needed in this... Mm. You know, we can be a bit vanilla and a bit plain in the AFL at times, but someone like Choco, you know, I know the AFL love Ross Lyon because he gives, but I think he said no no thanks to this one. Yeah. Um, I reckon Choco would take it because he would yep. say, right, he's a, he's a career coach. He's a footballer. Yeah. Um, he just loves the game so much and loves helping people within the code. After they've played, he will still keep in touch with players that he coached making sure they're okay, how's things going. When's um, the last time he called you? after. <laughs> yeah, no, I hadn't spoke to Oh, no. Uh, that's not... I saw him... No, no, a couple of years ago, probably the last time I went to a game, um, and I, he spotted me, and he came come over and had a chat, and he was like, how how you going? How you feeling? Um, yeah, yeah, whatnot. And then, obviously, when he had his cancer scare, we, we chatted. Mm. Um, oh, but, great. Uh, no, no, he's outstanding human. Still one of the best I've ever come across. You know? Yes, and I'm thankfully gave him my stuff. That's what people say about Mark <laughs> Neal, though. You know, it's just, I don't want to. I don't want to keep pushing it, but I tell you, talking cheats. You could fit. I'm, tr- I'm trying to work out how Choco recognised you. I don't know what it was. Was it the hats or the head or the beard? Coomzy? He couldn't remember the first name, but anyway. <laughs> but, I mean, it's an interesting thing with North too, though, by the fact that if Rishaw does come back for 2022, it's that thing, I mean, uh, do you do a job for a year? What if they make finals? Blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, you know, don't or, or is... see him again, mate. Restart, yeah, sure. Gotcha. Hey, one question I wanted to ask you before we get into the uh, the draft, the top ten. Mm. Were you at Port when they were trying to ship Wayne Carey around, and did Port consider him? Uh, I was there, but uh, not that I was privy to. I don't think so. Yeah, right. I was there. Uh, let me think. He uh, had a story a few weeks ago. He said that he was a chance of going to Essendon. He let, uh, met with Matt Lloyd and Kevin Sheedy. Oh. Um, uh, so that would have been at the end of two thousand. Wow. Yeah, yes. and, and Lloydie thought they had it. Well, Lloydie was like, wow. well, Sheedy said, he, I think he brought in a whiteboard and said, here's the forward line, you know, Carey, centre forward, Lloyd full forward, heard in the flank or a pocket. And he's Lucas. like, look at that, that's amazing. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Lloyd, well, <laughs> um, but then the duck was like, I just need to get out of Melbourne. Need to get out Why? Of I don't know. I don't know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> I think the, isn't the, dollar a better value? <laughs> the dollar's better value in Adelaide, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and Adelaide gave up a really high pick for him too. Did they? Yes. Yeah. There was a first rounder. They coughed up oh, a first okay. rounder for him. Yeah. Uh, I guess, yeah, yeah, I thought it was. I think it is now. Yeah. Um, but I think Duck only did about two years there. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, then yeah. body broke down. <laughs> he did two years yeah. and a lot of other. Yeah, hey, come on. Hey, <laughs> what else did he do? Hey, come on. <laughs> Um, so we uh, shall we hit up the top ten? Yeah. Unbelievable. Go for it. Just get my paperwork sorted. Get rid so of all that got... beautiful homework on the Love it. trades. 
We've got a few father sons this year. Uh, there's Morris Rowley Jr., if I'm correct. <laughs> Michael, let Dad. the man do his job. Well, no, no I'm you're saying, correct. Like, you know, you, you, you asked the question, I'll answer. There, I mean, he sounds like a. a, a you, put, you put the word Rioli in anything, they sound like an enticing player, don't they? Yeah, doesn't matter. He's a superstar. I love him. You go and watch his vision, mate. Oh, oh. Tigers is feeding him sitting back, going, of all the years, this is the one we got the jet. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, yeah. Uh, it's it's going to be a Dacos uh, first pick next year, isn't it? Yeah, from, well, I remember, I, I, I have actually, obviously, I've got a fair bit of time. Uh, I actually did have a little bit of a squiz at his, uh, some of his stuff too. Jeez. Yeah, he's looking all right. He's looking all right. Yeah, I my, think that's, that's, that's why Collingwood done all this. They know that next year yeah, they get right. the one and that'll solve everything. Yep, yep. Um, I think I saw a, thing, a, a tweet, I think, during the week and it said, I think it was seven of the last eight premierships have had a Rioli in the, uh, in the team. Is that right? Oh. Yeah, well, Daniel's then, been in three out of four. Yeah, Cyril three, and then, and then Hawks uh, had three. Uh, Eagles, uh, Willie. Oh, Willie. Willie. Yeah. Um, but then if you think oh, well. about it, Adam, think about Adam. Also, uh, of the last eight premierships, uh, they've all coached at Hawthorne. So Hawthorne, Hawthorne's won eight in a row. As <laughs> Adam cracks a drink. When you're, when, you're, when you're talking about Hawthorne, though, I, I must say it is. Heavy heart to say goodbye to Piopolo. Yeah. Um, Stratton uh, as well. Great, great, great servants. I don't think Pup go down in history is one of the best picks ever. So, the, um, And good on them good for giving them that, that uh, final game as well, you know, to send them off the way Essendon didn't do. Didn't do. Tom yeah. Bell Chambers. Yeah. And to clarify yeah. for people who aren't aware, Craig was uh, quite formative oh. in getting Pup <laughs> over to, <getting laughs> to Hawthorne. That's what I say. Oh, mate, that's my probably my greatest thrill, especially when 30 seconds after he's picked, I got a text going, are you happy now? <laughs> yes, I am. You know, three years we worked hard on this one. And, um, Does, he give uh, you a cut? It. Does he give you a cut of his pay? Because, you know, well, you've got him there. You, we've had, Chambos had dinner with, with Pioplo. Um, and uh, we have spoken and I said to him, once all this pandemic stuff's over and I'm feeling... Capel, we're going to catch up. He's going to come over here, bring his three premiership medals, his four premiership, three premiership medals. And um, I'll be able to hopefully wear one and, and feel pretty happy and have a chat with a great man. And You should, take, you should take a photo of you wearing that medal topless because <laughs> uh, that's the way it seems to be done. To, according to the, that's my forte, you know that. So Yeah, but the, if it's a uh, Richmond, like the Richmond players, uh, you know, they yeah, posted well, pictures of yeah, their medals yeah. with topless people. Piopolo has had a very big impact, I think, on a lot of the Hawthorne people. i got a mate whose daughter was devastated that he retired because she named her cat after him. Yeah, yeah. And they so have a family tradition. Put down now. Well, I was just going to say, they have a family tradition. He had uh, Piggy, was one cat. <laughs> then Platts was the next cat. <laughs> and now... <laughs> and now Pop, uh, Poppy, she called it. So Platts, like, uh, Platts doesn't even know it's a cat. It's just fucking wandering around. <laughs> it's barking. Piggy. So yeah, yes, it's, I, I imagine that's uh, in Hawthorne, yeah, there, was a lot, there was a lot of buddies going around, like uh, dogs. Uh, I know someone oh, has yes. a Ruffy and my sister has Cyril, the dog. Yeah, a friend it's of mine has Dipper and Tucky. <laughs> Dipper and Tucky. Any Carlton ones here, Rosie? People you know with 
pets. No, Bruce. I don't know anyone with a dog called Diesel or Sticks. Bruce. Sticks would be a good Bruce. dog. I imagine the bark on Sticks. Got off track there, but I just want to acknowledge Pup. He's been a uh, bit of a legend, a good player. And, um, Absolutely. Done well. Done well. So I'm looking at the order now. So and this yeah. will change with the various yeah. trading and the you know bidding to. and stuff. So. Number one, Adelaide. Two, North. Three, Sydney. Four, bah, 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 bah. five, Gold Coast. Six to eight, Essendon. Adelaide again at nine, and then Giants at ten. Yeah, and I do think it's going to change up a little bit. Um, there is this rumour about another twenty-four hours of trading. Yeah. No, 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 no. Not going to happen. Well, that's so unfair. You've had eight days to mm. do your work. Well, eight legal days to do your work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Six months of trying to get this done. As you know, they start talking way before that, you know. And obviously, the hub gave them a marvellous opportunity. <laughs> to chat to, to one accidentally meet and chat mask to mask. Well, they didn't have to wear masks up there, did they? No. Um, so they had a lot of time in elevators and they had a lot of opportunity. And then... On the golf course. Leave it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, tennis. Um, to then say we'll give you one more, I reckon it's so unfair and so wrong. You couldn't do your job in eight days. No. Yeah, that's fair. And I know it's been an extraordinary, extraordinary year, we get all that. But another 24 hour period, what's that going to do? If I think if the American election has shown us anything, we need to count every trade. Okay. <laughs> None of the illegal trades. Yeah. Well, there, how many days do you reckon there are? It comes at <laughs> ones that go so quick, you go, geez, I worked on that quick. Never done in March. <laughs> hey, we were talking before about um, you know not being able to see the Victorian under 18s play this year. Did you, in your time, see someone that at the the year before they were going to get drafted, they were a Jet, and then just fall right off the radar, which potentially could happen to a speculative yeah. bit this year? You're like, fuck, he was good at 17, and then when he was 18, he was shit. Did that happen a bit? Yeah, I, I, I can even remember the kid's name at that. My one that I attached my chain to the year before and thought, as a 17, I've got to tell you what, we've got one to follow for next year. Yep. I'll ride him pretty hard and I reckon he's going to be a real good player because he was great at 17. His name was Robert Cheevers and he played at Oakley. And I had him in my top 10 and... Uh, Just fell away. Did not, did not even get close. And wow. I still had him in my top 10, my first list. And I was so hesitant watching him play one game. He had a couple of kicks. He, was like, yep. oh, he had yep. three kicks. Well, but they were three damaging kicks. Hundred percent fullback. Hundred percent. That's right. It's all about efficiency. Yeah. And um, that's what Port were about: kicking efficiency. That's what Hawthorne were about: kicking efficiency. Mm. So three effective kicks. And poor old Chiefs. I think he ended up going to Port Melbourne, maybe. And I thought, well, he might. You know, now that he's against Medial. No. So I don't know what happened. He just, yeah, right. Uh, so, so that is the potential flaw in this year's system is teams could go, fuck, he was a good 17-year-old. And then when they pick him up, they just go, oh, God, he's that year. I mean, yeah, like Coons was saying before, like it's, it's a really interesting year because it's like, do we, do we almost like uh, take a prediction or do we take what we know? You know, from a well, WA in well, South Australia who actually... Yeah, do you think it would be predominantly WA in South Australian players filling the top 10? Um, one, two, three... Four, five, maybe okay. outside. Because the thing is, there's a couple of Victorian kids that in the 16s year and whatever, or played bottom age last year, were yep. fantastic. 
Yep, yep. So that's they're going to be the punt pick kids where they'll go. They were great as bottom age against the eighteen-year-olds. I'm, we're pretty sure, you know, they, they've had a history. Sixteen's all good. Seventeen's all good. We're going to go with it. Yeah. And you right. know this obsession with the Victorian kids being the best comp and all that sort of stuff. They 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 tend to get a bit more of an advantage, but. But I'd, I'd say if you looked at the start of the year, uh, if you tried to do it, you would have had, geez, maybe one from interstate. Okay. So it has so changed reckon, your thinking. Oh, I had one guy early on the start of the year. I just tried to just get a top 50 out of, you know, different other people and, and try to find lists. And a guy like was 40-odd and he's number two. Okay. All right, well, let's hear your top 10, Coombs. Yeah, actually, just very quickly, Craig, can I ask a question? We yep. talked about efficiency with Port early and before, and then yep. yeah, Hawthorne's kind of dominant era. There was um, a whole lot of left footers and the like. Was that just yep. by chance or was that... No, that was, that was the directive. The left was footer was a directive. Apparently, they're better kicks. Yep, proven. Yep. Yeah. And David Rath with all these, you know, technology-based stuff, and um, it was... It was a perfect plan and it was executed so well and it worked. It really worked. So, no, very much a directive. Well, a triumph for the lefties out there because old Chambo, a lefty. Oh, well, and nominate. Nominate because um, there's a fair chance you might get a run this year. Okay. <laughs> well, I'll get the paperwork and done very quickly. <laughs> Chamberlain-esque. Chamberlain-esque, remember? That's your, your biggest trait? Chamberlain-esque. I'm not sure what the esque means. Yeah, we, we all know what it means. <laughs> Damaging outside player. Sweet. So number one, I put out oh, so the Adelaide. So, dude, um, again, I'm a detour a tad. This team played in the grand final in 2017. What the hell went wrong? I mean, is it, is it, Richmond is curse. it the camp? Is it the camp? No. Like, it can't all be the camp, surely. The Richmond curse. The last two... Well, Adelaide played Tigers, got belted down the gurgler. Who was next? GWS. What happened to them? Didn't make Not the a lot. So, see you later, Geelong. Won't make the eight. Ah. <laughs> the Tiger curse comes back to... I think that camp did have a lot to do with, by the way, Chamber. But the Tiger Curse and the camp, let's put the two of them together. I didn't know we were talking uh, about Kevin Bartlett, but that's okay. <laughs> um, pick one. This year's a, yeah, well, there's, we all know that Jamara Ugal Hagen, he's yep. an academy kid for the Bulldogs, is the best player in this draft by an absolute streak, absolute jet. Will Adelaide, do you think Adelaide will um, no. nominate him at one? No. They won't. Okay, they won't bother. What, what's the point? I guess just to force the dog's hand, I suppose, but it doesn't yeah, do anything, does it? Yeah. No, it doesn't do anything. Yeah. And then it takes from Adelaide the opportunity to at least have a number one pick and get some PR, some yep. good PR, because they've had none. Yeah. They finished off the year okay. Yeah, so yeah. why don't we just piggyback off that? Let's give the kid that mantle piece and say, well, you know, and I know people go, oh, the pressure of the number one, all this sort of stuff. Yeah, okay. Mate, well. Jack Watts handled it really well. So be it. Well, yeah. Um, so I think it serves no purpose for them to go, Okay. we pick Jamara, because then all of a sudden they've got the next pick, yep. <laughs> which is the kid they pick in the first place. Yeah, gotcha. So get rid of all the rubbish. Be? It'll be Riley Silthorpe out of SA. He's Riley? T-H-I-L-T. O-R-P-E. Riley Thilthorpe. 
that's the one. Hilt for uh, yeah. Yes, <laughs> that's a good That's why I've spelt it for you. Hilttorp. <laughs> so he's got torp in his name. That's great. Uh, Torpy, you know. Key forward ruck two hundred ninety nine. Um, okay. Flanker. Yeah, and that's what the crows need, is my opinion. Yep. I need someone to go forward because Tex is just about cooked. cooked. Yeah. <laughs> just about. <laughs> just about cooked. Okay. That's been and crying. then. Um, Yes, I know. I, I like Tex. So <laughs> he was a good boy when I was, my son was at Norden, he was, and uh, we got on very well. So. And where's Riley from? He's an Adelaide boy. I think well, Westies, maybe. Yep. But he played a lot of senior footy. Okay. And again, that's helped him. Um, and he can, can do a bit of ruck work too, and that'll help O'Brien out a bit. But Do you think he'll play so, a lot next year? Yeah, or they'll just kind of develop yep, him? No. Yeah, he will, no, straight in. Crows, crows have no time to develop. Yeah, right. Well, that's the thing. That, I mean, if you're walking into the bottom team and you know more draft pick, you, you're expected you're to be play rep one, aren't you? And you will. And they don't like that word, Rosie, over there in that country. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That country, I mean, that state. Yes, yeah. Adelaide. Um, it's not something that they're used to doing from where they are. Yeah. Crows okay. have never, you know, so I reckon do that. Now, number two, again, it's not going to serve North any purpose to call out Jamara. Is he and is he clearly the best player yes, in this draft? Clearly, right? Clearly, not just. Okay. Yeah, right. If it was an open I'm draft wrong. and and no and no, he wasn't an academy kid. Yep. You, they couldn't be number hit, one. Crows couldn't say it quick enough. Righto. Okay. So he's really good. And he's a jet, mate. He's not Buddy really esque. Oh, jeez. That's what I'm well, hearing. He can, he, are you? Oh, he can play back and forward. This kid. That's why I like him. Utility. Bulldogs yep. will have we... a headache going. Where are we going to play him? Can we give his full name again to the listeners so we can go and look up his on YouTube? His name is Jamara, with a J, Jamara Oogle hyphen Hagen. Yeah, cool. And you go and look at his vision. You're going to have fun. Yeah. If, yeah, if you're a football lover, go and watch this kid and Morris Rioli Jr.'s vision. And then you're yeah. going to have, you'll have a bit of fun. Morris cool. loves chasing. So, um, again, North Melbourne at two. Yep. No value at all in naming Jamara as their pick. Plus... Yep. They did do a trade with the Bulldogs, so the Bull- with Young. Yeah, okay. So, yep, yep. Scratch my back, scratch your back. Okay. Kangaroos lost Ben Brown. They're going to go for Logan McDonald, the big kid from WA. Okay. He played a lot of senior footy, and I think it might now might be nine or ten games. He kicked twenty three goals in senior footy. Yeah. Okay. He was the one that I not knew a single thing about, and had him back at fifty odd, just based off other people. And he's rocketed up at two. He can clunk them. Jeez. And so did he grow over the year? or 196. He... Okay. He's, body, he's body always or... big. Always yeah, so... big. And he can, he can mark. So he's not a long-term replacement for Todd Goldstein, but he's a key forward. He's a key forward. He's full forward. My, he's yeah, okay. Not a ruck. He's 196 and 88. Okay. So he's still got a bit of area to put a bit of weight, a couple more kilos. And, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But yeah, I think the Crows will be tossing up. They're both, you know, good marking players, but the safety of the stay-at-home player, I think they'd be mad yeah, if yeah. they didn't do it. Then we get the three, Sydney, same deal with Jamara. I don't think there's value. They all go with the academy kid, Braden Campbell. He's one of theirs. So, just straight to him. Why why make him wait another pick, you know? just He's a midfielder. Um, I think he's a left-footer. I think he's a left-footer. Uh, 180 and 73, ball magnet. Did play in their NFL team last year and done all right. So, mm-hmm. again, one they know, one they're sure of. 
Again, don't don't make the kid wait. Just call him at three. Bit of prestige going on top. You don't of three. think he's a bit undersized at one eighty, no, or the he's no, not the skills. Kid. Okay, he looks pretty. He looks sharp, and again, he played well in their NFL team. Yeah, right. So he's actually had a hit out against me and done all right. And they know what they're getting. Um, perfect. In this year, you know what you're getting. Yep. You'd be pretty happy. Oregon Swans will be pretty happy with this guy. Okay. They're, they're starting to build a little bit with their young group. Yeah, so totally. It, totally. The, the only <laughs> thing that surprised me was letting Aaliyah go. I just couldn't. I don't know what happened there because. That was really I strange, thought, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, and I don't, I don't know why. I can't get to the bottom of it. He's a magic pick for him and Fantasia for Porter. Just two mm. lovely pieces to the puzzle. Yeah. No, you're Fantasia, right. Fantasia can play forward, which then means Rosie or Butters are going to get a bit more time through midfield. Yeah, get good luck, our yeah. boy, kind of Rosie and backs, which we got him a couple of years ago, remember? Yes, I do. We call um, him year out. He's a superstar. I suppose the thing with the Swans is that if you can look back in the history, like they've, they've apart from maybe missing the finals a couple of times, they've been up yep. for like 15 years. Long, long they time. So it had to happen, didn't it? Regenerate, yeah. So you'll go three. Then we get to four. Now the Hawks. Here we Again. go. Here we go. Oh, I don't think they're going to call tomorrow. tomorrow. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't Come think on. they're going to do it. No, I don't think they're going to do it. Uh, yeah, I'm probably going to get this wrong. The Crows will probably call them at one just to mess everything up. But I don't see any value in the Hawks doing it either. And, and in the top few picks, it doesn't make any difference. There's not a lot of difference with the points used. And there's no, you know, maybe... You, you know, you, I think here you're forgetting that Alistair Clarkson coaches <laughs> Hawthorne. Yeah, so I, 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 if I anyone is going to this, this just want to fuck with the Bulldogs... Yeah, I think they're going to regret Stewie Jew again. <laughs> <laughs> I certainly don't think the top three will. It could come at this one, but yep. I don't think so. Okay, we go. just... Just got a little feeling that it's going to go somewhere else. I reckon they'll go for the key back kid, the kid from WA. Denver is his first name. Love it. Probably the first player by the name of Denver to play over. I think you're right, yeah. And certainly his surname is also the first player, Granger hyphen Barass. Granger Barass. I love it. WA, key defender, 195. Thank you very much. And 78 and can move. Okay. I and, think the we, Hawk, and the Hawks need him. We're going to need that. We're going to need that. We, we lost Riley, we lost Stratton, who, you know, probably, you know, weren't in the, the peak of their careers, but we definitely need that that big back picked now. Up, picked up Hardigan, who was a wonderful pickup, mm-hmm. by the way. Suits perfectly. But get this kid in and maybe, might not play, you know, early, but will play. Um and if he reads the the ball like the W uh, the uh, West Coast Barass, <laughs> yeah, in the air, gun, so this guy's going to be right. So I reckon okay. pick pick four. Okay, pick five. Gold Coast. <laughs> Again, <laughs> I don't think Jamara's getting called here. So it's going to be Essendon. It's going to do it, isn't it? Fucking Essendon. <laughs> I reckon, and I reckon the Gold Coast, good honest club, just trying to build that midfield group. They're going to go with a midfielder. There's two guys here, or three guys that I'm tossing up between. But I think maybe they're just going to go with a bit more of a bull. Elijah Hollands. Elijah Hollands. Elijah Hollands. Um, Vic okay. Kidd. Uh, 188 and 85. So he's got a bit of size, and I think they like that in their mids. Yeah. Uh, Raul. Raul's who, a big big unit. And also, um, they got Hugh Greenwood in there. 
Um, they like them swallow. They, they like the bigger size. And I think that's what tipped them in front of the other guy, Will Phillips, um, and Finlay McRae. They were the three I'm sort of... But I just got a gut feeling like a Holland. So he didn't... Obviously, there wasn't going... He wasn't going to play anyway 2020 because he'd done a knee, I think. And we it, talked last year about... Oh, sorry, we go on. Well, they can stockpile him with, you know, the mids they got coming through. I know we talked about uh, Raul and Anderson 1-2 last year. Um, what was your take? We only got to see Raul for a little bit, but are they, uh, you know, as good <laughs> as what you expected? Would have won the brown line, wouldn't you, if you played all year? Yeah, yeah. It, it was, was an amazing year. beginning. Mm. It was, wasn't it? And he would have... The only thing was then the other clubs would have then started to put more time in him and go, these kids can play, all right, let's, let's lock down and we'll do that. So that's going to be his challenge now because everyone yeah. knows yeah. to go, when we're playing the Gold Coast, he's their number one mid, let's, let's put time into him. And that's where Greenwood might get off the chain a bit more and Anderson might, um, and whoever else they move through there. But um, to, he can play, can't he? Yeah. And he's a and good citizen. So. Do you have a bit of hope for the Goldie? They've kind of shown a bit more this year, didn't they? And they picked up Markov, so it's going to give them a little bit more run because they're missing Hanley now gone. So, again, there's a little bit more. I think they're just incremental. In, I don't think they're going to do a bigger, you know, bang. Yeah, so again, no, no finals next year, but just thereabouts. They're just knocking on the door. Okay. Mm. <laughs> yeah, we'll have everyone knocking on the door. All right. Pick six. Into the bonus. football call. Jamara Oogle. Oh, no! Because we didn't get Dunkley. <laughs> That's where oh, yes, great. There's a, there's a Seinfeld reference here. <laughs> Why are they picking him? Out of spite. Awesome. Awesome. If, if, if he gets through this far. Oh, please, I hope he gets through this far and I'm proven right. I could look like a deal and he's going to be taken at one. Fair enough. But do you not so, think with Essendon and got three picks out of spite? <laughs> they will just go call him. <laughs> Just to clarify, what do Essendon have to pay to get him if he's a doggies academy kid? No, Essendon won't get him. Bulldogs just, won't get him. Bulldogs will match it. Bulldogs oh, match okay. it. They they use know. what uh, like three picks later on that amount to that amount of yeah. points. Is that right? And that's why they got rid of fourteen yeah. to get the points from twenty six thirty three and whatever number. Uh, oh, dude, that's so here. exciting! That's so exciting! I can't wait. So let's that hope happens. it. Ha- Happens because it's spite. <laughs> yeah, no, I love it. <laughs> love spiteful. They are they are the ones who've got most reason to pick him. Just to say, well, you didn't do a thing by us, so we're going to pick him just to make you do that. You're and it sounds so, like something to Doro would do. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? <laughs> Out of all the other clubs, you don't think the Crows are going to do it because where they're at, North, no, yep. Sydney, nice people. Clark out four, of course, could pull mm. the chain. Gold Coast won't, but. They got three picks, Essendon. They got nothing to lose and go, all right, yeah. let's just do it, make them sweat the mongrels. So pick six, I'm going to say Jamara. Shouldn't be pick six, should be pick one. Yeah. There's the caveat, but let's say. So that now moves Essendon, pick seven, eight, and nine. Okay. At the moment, because as we yeah, know, they could and I've got, a gut, I've got a gut feeling they might with someone. Don't know who. Okay. But they could split it. I, I don't see the value in keeping three here. Um, but these guys are actually, you know, these, these are guys I think going to be okay. What did you think um, of them getting Jai Caldwell? Now, um, you know, you yeah, obviously good, you yeah. rated him as a as a youngster. Yeah, I did. Um, I, we had him in our top ten. We did. Yeah. Do you think though that that's the kind of midfielder they needed? Another slightly shorter, you know, one There's pace of, kind of. I see where you're going. Yeah, and he's 
pretty much like what they got. But I think he's yeah, going to be yeah. a good player. Like Dunkley was the difference. You could see what he would bring to the side, you know. Big inside move. Correct. But whereas Cordwell... They just it, had like, to get something in the end, didn't they? Yeah, okay. Fair enough. I think they needed to just pull to something depth. out of him. Yep. But, he, but he is a good player. He, you're right. He is a good player. Hmm. So hmm. he'll he'll do all right there. And that's why the Giants were a bit chased off thinking, you know, they've lost Cameron, right. Williams, Core. They to lose him for pick 29, that's a pretty good deal, I thought. Yeah, well, it is, you know. So I think GWS, I don't even think they'll, there's no chance they'll make the eight. No chance. They just can't, um, can they? I mean, you, I mean, no, you look at now, you look at now the, I mean, we talked about it a couple of years ago when they made the grand final, but like, um, you look at the team that have left the GWS, if that oh, played the GWS, you go like, it's, yeah, it's, it's not incredible. in competition anymore. Yeah. yeah. Nope. And again, nope. and, but I find it interesting as well, the Giants, by the fact that, uh, it's not like they don't have everything going for them by the fact that, you know, they're in Sydney, you know, they're under the radar. Like the players, you know, can walk down the street and not be harassed. Um, they get good money. Like it's, it's interesting that they just get picked off by these other clubs. I'm not yeah, suggesting like a club I mean, problem or anything, but um, <laughs> I just think it would be the most enticing club to be at. You know, in all, um, but what's greater Western Sydney like that living area? What's it? I mean, you're up there by aren't you, mate? But I, uh, I'm. I mean, I, I feel like they. What he's asking is, what's the land of the falafel like? Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, as Eddie, Eddie McGuire once said. Yeah, and then when he apologised for it, he said, "I'm going to have to fall on my kebab here." Uh, so <laughs> Did he? Eddie's a good. Eddie's a good bloke. <laughs> I feel Do like they all I, live, you know, they well, all live in Greater Western Sydney or they drive in or... I feel like they drive in. They were yeah. obviously at breakfast point in the first couple of years, which they is not too far, but, but, um, but, I mean, it's the kind of thing where, geez, I mean, Toby Green could walk through the city of Sydney and no one would know who he was, you know. So it's in a, your papers up there, do you, you know, what page uh, number are we turning in front of back? Uh, the Daily Telegraph, I think. Claimed, They're in the obituaries uh, at the moment. It's been a while since I've it's been a fair while since I've picked up a physical paper, but I remember years oh, sorry, ago. Sorry, I'm an old bloke. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember years ago, the Daily Telegraph was the official paper of the Swans. That was like on a, on a kind of a byline, I suppose. <laughs> uh, and you'd have to go back like 13 pages to find a story. Uh, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, from so, the back page. We're, yeah, so they still doing that. Yeah, it's still a long way from. Um, yeah. uh, having said that, though, like it's it's fucking sick going to a. Giant stadium, like it's you know, yeah, really, yeah, no it's really cool stadium. You know, it's it's yeah, cool going to respond game, but I feel like yeah. in Sydney, it's like there are there are like sixty thousand Swans fans, and yep. and they're the ones who are going to the game. Like it's not expanding, and I feel okay. like at the Giants, like, I feel like there are like you know 30, 40, yeah, and like they're the ones going to the game. So <laughs> it's it's and not like everywhere. Are they the relatives of the players and friends? <laughs> <laughs> no, they don't bother. <laughs> okay. All right, what are the Bombers doing, Kermsey? All right, I picked seven, eight, and nine here. Let's say they keep them. I think they're going to, obviously, they can, you know, be smart with their selections. I think they'll go the other midfield I was talking about, Will Phillips. Will Phillips. Um, really, really did have good junior footy and good championships at bottom major, 180 and 79. So he's almost the perfect, similar to myself. You know, height for weight, 100 down. Yep. So How tall are you? You're six foot nine? Two, 220. <laughs> no, no, no. 223 centimetres. <laughs> yeah, great, great. What, what's that equate to? Seven foot? Yeah, you're, you're enormous. Yeah. 
Yeah. Seven foot four. I'm seven yeah. foot yeah. four. Yeah. You're a Collingwood seven footer. Seven. <laughs> I've, I've had a good COVID. Let's put it that way. <laughs> um, so he's a mid. I reckon they then might top up with another mid because as you were saying, Rosie, there's Bit a little point of difference that we need. Yeah. And yeah, because younger. Tanner Brune, as in and he's B-R-U-H-N, his surname. So Tanner. Brune. Might be the first. No, he's not the first Tanner, is he? What was the North Melbourne? No, that was... Oh, no, no. Is no, he the first was, Tanner? Uh, that was Wayne Simmerbush. It was Roscoe Tanner. <laughs> <laughs> it was Roscoe Tanner, wasn't it? Yeah, Roscoe Tanner. A tennis player. Yeah. Um, he's a 182.73. So a little bit lot of frame, a bit quicker. Okay. Yep, yep. Um, gets in there. To, he's a pretty good player. There's pretty good raps on this bloke. But we're still looking you know at, like, out of, out of seven or eight, like, there's still... We've got what four midfielders, so yep, and the Vic, the Vic midfielders because they did actually have a good championship at under 16. These guys okay. and these guys played bottom age last year, so right. this is the this is the punt picks we're going. They've had a couple of years of consistent good footy at the highest level, yeah, right. So you kind of go, let's just be confident. We think that they can play, we just don't know how good they can play, correct. And pop them yeah. in our system, let's let's try. Now, this pick is where they can be a little bit more selective, and I've gone. I'll pop someone in there that's probably coming from outside everybody else's top 10 because I think if they hold the three picks, they need a key defender, a tall bloke, and I've gone for Zach Reed, also a Victorian kid. I think um, it's 202 and 82. Okay. Jeez. So he should play. Yeah, but he can move and he can mark. I was just watching some more vision of him before, before we had our chat here and, he can pack, like, inside a pack, take a mark. He was really good. I went back over him a few times thinking, geez, you know, this, he could be a real, real good player, this guy. Well, it sounds like and Ben looked- Mackay, Harry Mackay's brother, who's now at North. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> two, two, that's six, eight. Yeah, that's, He's big. that's a big unit. Sheesh, and he can, big he, can mark, he can mark, but he moves all right. And so the vision I saw, he moved. Uh, so for, uh, I know he's, Predominantly, you've got him as a defender in all his listings and everything as well. But the way he sort of pack marked and that, I thought he could play forward if they need him to. And obviously, Essendon need both ends filled. Yep. Yeah, 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 that's after true. After losing Danaher as well. And, yeah. And, and then um, poor old Kyle Hooker and Hurley are just about... Cooked. Yeah, I think they've played more footy in... in if, if I'm saying they've played 20 games, it's like they've played 50. Mm. Um, because they've been there and taken everything so long. Are you surprised that um, after losing Danaher that Essendon didn't throw themselves into the mix for Ben Brown? Or is it just like, we'll go for a junior when we get him next year, maybe? Well, I thought they did early with Ben Brown and then it, whatever reason, they just veered off that path. Because yeah. again, he would have been a good fit for them, wouldn't he? I would have thought so. Yeah, straighten him up a bit. Um, Ready made, yeah. Yeah, and it's like, well, we need something there. So who else are they going to play out of full forward or forward? Who's so you're saying, the... you're saying with the Bombers, so they've got, they go for the two midfielders and then for that third pick, they can kind of if they can. do a replacement first. Yeah, but yeah. he'd be a guy that most people probably have, you know, rank 15 to 20, I'd say. Yeah, right. I, haven't, I don't look at other guys. I don't go through their rankings because I don't, Care what they think. <laughs> um, that doesn't. So, but I'd say he'd be there because I haven't heard his name being thrown around when you sure. hear everyone's. So, so I like just like, what, yeah, I liked his a, vision. A bit like you said earlier. So 
Essendon have obviously the luxury of three picks, but you say, you know, you go for the best player first and then for the second or third pick, you then target you, a you position. Can, you can when you're having three and he's not so far back. Like if, yeah. it, if it was a, like you had ranked 60, there's no way you'd be doing that at pick eight. A pick, yes, yeah, uh, seven, eight, nine. Whatever yep. he was, not. Yep. Uh, yep. Don't, don't oh, underestimate do Essendon, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, <laughs> he's close enough at nine, I would think. So, yeah. And pick 10. Just, oh, oh, sorry, just, yep. just before we get to yeah. it, just to, to give Essendon fans some comfort, is he the new Scott Gumbleton? <laughs> <laughs> Gumbleton was a flipping good junior, mate. He was, yeah, he was. outstanding. He just, just couldn't get his body right, could he? Tore it up and just couldn't. But He was the I old think, Charlie Kerner. Yeah. He was, oh, how you feeling? You okay? Uh, I mean, we haven't had him for over a year, but so it it's, pretty, it's pretty devastating. And then on top of poor old Doherty's news, that's horrible. And, mm. and I do feel for him. Crews are going. I mean, jeez. Yeah. Anyway, pick 10. You'll Let's be right. <laughs> pick 10. Uh, this is a, a, a port. This is Adelaide. And this is uh, Lockie Jones, but it will be matched by Port Adelaide because he's one of theirs. So I'm going to grow they'll do it to Port, no problem. I don't think they'll do it to Bulldogs, but they'll make Port pay up. Um, he's a real good player, this guy. Defensive mid type, uh, 185, 88. So he's got a bit of size. And we know Port are loving the guys with a bit of Ollie Wines, Boke, bit of bit of tough around the edges and obviously yeah, they're getting yeah. near the end. So this guy's he's he's a, he tested really well, um, played a bit of senior footy. Um, so Port Adelaide will end up with him at pick ten, matching the Crows. Okay, mm-hmm. there, there's the top ten, and there's seriously two guys that outside that top ten I like that I think could be really good players. Finlay McRae, which is obviously Jackson's brother. Yep. Um, so I don't know where he'll end up, but he should be fairly soon after the top ten. And I think my biggest punt pick, which we always have done all right with these last few years, I must admit, look back. He called Nathan O'Driscoll out at WA. He's an absolute bull. He's one of them, um, who's the sort of player he's like, see ball, get ball, just killing you. Just, just Cripper. Mental, mental go at it, goal of the year, Cripper. Mental go at it, the ball sort of guys. It's Nathan O'Driscoll and... I'd be really keen to see where he falls because I, I reckon he's one that we're talking about next year and going, this guy can play. Okay. Yeah. And the other one, the other one's going to be Morris Brioli Jr., wherever the Tigers get him. If someone will force him at pick 17, maybe. I was going to say, what, what do you think? What do the Tigers have to give up or how do they, how do they grab uh, him in? Yeah, someone will call him at some point. They might, they might not do it before pick 17, so the Tigers might get someone at 17 and then their next two picks they'll have to use points to get him someone will call him out then surely yeah sure. have you seen his vision i have watched a few times uh, sorry you have watched a bit of his? yeah 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 i remember you saying that you would just say you look he loves to chase and tackle and hurt yeah. guys when he tackles them yeah and I, I think that suits richmond beautifully and the other thing i think that'll do for richmond is the competitive competitiveness between riolis It'll make Dan better because I know at Port, we had one Corns bring the other in and they both went to an excellent level because they wanted to be better. And the Burgoyne mm-hmm. thing was the same. Peter was a good player. When Sean arrived, he was a much better player. 
Um, yeah, that didn't work with the lonies though. <laughs> yeah, they were a different kind of fish. <laughs> Real th- yeah, oh, so, so I'll, I'll tell you something off here. I could, I really, oh, yes, off I want to tell you something. I want to tell you something about those. See. Well, they were the ones, remember, that used to be voted for the <laughs> toughest player in the comp and Brisbane yeah. voted one of the lonies as the that hardest is, player. That is one of the worst. Like, that's, that's, that's like, it's, it's honest, it's, <laughs> yeah, that's honestly right to your face, isn't it? Yeah. That, that's, that's, that's bullying at the highest. Yeah. That's the most alpha <laughs> bullying you've ever seen. Yep. What are you going to do? Yeah. What are you going to do? You're going to yeah, go up yeah. to John Brown and the Scott brothers and be like, "What did you fucking do that for?" And they're like, "We'll kill you. We'll eat you. We'll yeah. eat you." Yeah, sleeps with three lights on, but um, <laughs> uh, and we our, our great name that we got out of last year's draft got drafted. You won't remember. I remember all this, but the name we picked out of last year's draft was Biggie Newen. Remember? <laughs> and the Tigers picked Biggie up, and he finished second, I think, in the AFL sprint. At half time, big. Oh, there you go. On the grand final. Yeah. Oh, we finished up there somewhere, maybe. But Biggie, oh, Biggie, he's uh, doing all right. It's quick. But, um, I, I just, the one thing that did amaze me when I looked at the top 10, I, I looked at the names and thought, there's going to be a few blokes here with the first names that have, you know, never played footy before. Denver, mm. Jamara, Tanner, Finlay. Um, I reckon we got a few. And then I looked back at 10 years ago, just briefly to see the names then. And a few guys in the top 10 were David. This is 2010. Um, you'd know 2010 number one pick, David Swallow. It was a Harley. Okay, that's a bit different. But then we had Sam, Andrew, <laughs> Jared, Josh, Daniel. Pretty boring. Yeah. And then we go back to 2010 million. <laughs> Nick and Justin at one and two. Yeah. You know who they are. Yeah. Rewalt. Rewalt and Cozzy. Then we had Alan, Luke, Andrew. <laughs> it's like, how different are the names going to look in? Alan. Can That's... you know who number three was back in 2000? Alan? Didzy. Alan Didzy. Yes. Yeah, Didac, beautiful. Luke, Andrew, Lawrence. We had a Lawrence in there. Lawrence Angwin. Oh, the yes. great man. The Carlton champion. <laughs> Get on the googs. And, and, and 2010's one, the t- 2010 version, Daniel Gorringe was at 10. Remember <laughs> Gorringe? Yeah, yeah. The guy from Big, Big Brother. Brother House. Yeah. Big Brother, yeah. Come and I looked champion. at this year's 10 and thought, well, there you go. What are the names going to be like in 10 years' time? Yeah. Well, um, I, I think luckily that um, uh, Jack Higgins is going to St Kilda. I think that now means that <laughs> everybody on the list in St Kilda is called Jack. Jack. And that's just... <laughs> Strange one to me too. I, I'm not sure about that because he said he wanted to go there for more midfield time. And in an interview, I saw that he said he could see himself as a small forward who will hopefully progress to a midfielder. But I know he had a great love for the Saints. So it might have been the, the yeah. tipping point was like, I love the Saints so much and um, he needs a fresh start. Again, with Richmond having such incredible depth, they'll just bring three or four more through this year. And they'll well, win it again thing, next yeah. year. Yeah, I mean, uh, Jack Egan's friend of the show. Um, but he, um, <laughs> I think it's that kind of thing where you, you are at a team that's won three out of the last four flags. And yeah, obviously, and you, you can uh, see the he, other depth. Yep. Yeah. Incredible when they get back. Yeah, he had his uh, uh, you know, brain concerns, you know, last yep. year. But um, uh, yep. just out of getting, you know, going to a, I suppose, a less strong list to be able to get a consistent game. Yeah, and he'll, he'll play, he should play. 
everyone. Yes, no, he'll, he'll have good minutes there. And the Saints still done all right. Got what they wanted. McKernan just a backup. Crouch adds to it. Higgins yeah. adds to it. Crouch is good I, to have for um, Mad Monday, you know. Yeah, it'd be very handy. And a few more on your list. I still don't think there's they're going to challenge the top four. I just think the top four's the top four that separated themselves this year, to be honest. Yeah. Mm. Uh, next year, sorry, next year the top four. You don't think West Coast can get back into the top four? No, I don't. Really? Oh, how did you know I had them fifth? I didn't. So, mm. I said next year's top four, and I don't have West Coast in it. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, Tigers are obviously going to be very difficult. You think Geelong should be thereabouts. They'll be very disappointed if they're not. Are yeah. Carlton playing finals next year? Yes, mate. mate. They've they picked up Williams. Anyway, that's Saad. all I've got time for, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay. laughs> Williams and Saad, two perfect pickups for them. If Williams yep. can play midfield. Yep. The only thing is now concerns me with Doherty because I thought if he doesn't play... Then do they then send Williams back to that other halfback with Newman, or do they just go Sard and Newman and just bank on Plowman or someone else coming through? Yeah, mate. Uh, as a Carlton fan, I, I can tell you, going. you can you can never bank on Plowman. Um, never yep. to do anything. Okay, well, who so. who is it? Who is it? Marchbank. If if so, Marchbank, you'd be more safe with him. Yeah. Well, I mean, anyway, Michael, we'll move away from this. <laughs> no, no, no. I just mean, you know, fingers crossed. I'm showing my fingers crossed. I, you know, yes. hopefully we can go back to a, you know, 22 game season and we can all play in yeah, our yeah. home grounds and play, you Not know. Sure. And, and so, yeah, so that's the thing. We've still got to work out there. You and know, I, mean, I, I know there are so many hot security guards in quarantine hotels. It's difficult to, <laughs> to work out how this uh, yeah. pandemic is going to spread. Well, um, list sizes is the next thing to go. We'll probably yeah. get chopped by three, I think, is the word. Yeah, right. Going around. So and again, with some clubs, that will be, be handy. Well. Um, 18s, maybe. Yeah. Maybe they'll go halfway. Mm. Don't know. But uh, it was a well-earned flag, and I think uh, they'll create a bigger dynasty when they'll do it for three-peat next year, mate. Dude, it's, no, it's showing no signs of slowing down, is it? No, no it's not. And it's not. And because those other guys sitting there, Jack Ross and Collier Dawkins and those guys, they, they're... Real good players, yeah. buying their time, and yeah, other guys great. are still going to get better. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's great. great. No, yeah. yeah. Coombsy, thank you so much for your time, mate. As usual, yeah. we Dude, love having you about, on. I think we've hit about an hour and a half, man. So good to chat. Oh, so yeah. good to chat. Thanks for that. Well, unfortunately, this will be my last one. Um, I just want the opportunity so to to let you know, and um, my health is in rather rapid decline. Unfortunately, it's a two-horse race to cancer. The liver disease. <laughs> I think the liver's just got its nose in front. It's going to get me. Um, I certainly won't be in much shape this time next year uh, if I'm in any shape. Um, so I just want to give you guys the opportunity to find someone else. Uh, look, it's been fantastic uh, to, to do this. Uh, throughout the year, it's given me uh, something to do, a focus. And certainly this year, I thought, you know, when we were so insular and my wife had to work from home. I had to really concentrate on something else. So she'd come down for morning tea. So I can't, I can't have morning tea with you, dear. Working for Rosie and Jambo. So <laughs> you'll have to leave my lounge room. And she come down for lunch. I'm still going. They drive a mean motor. <laughs> oh, so it's like, thank you for four months. I didn't have to have a lunch with her. <laughs> no, no. I enjoyed having my wife working home. It was quite good. But, uh, it did give me a wonderful focus because it was harder this year because we just didn't have the resources we've always had. 
Mm. So he had to be a bit more tricky and really watch vision hard. And it was hard work, but I enjoyed it. So it gave me something to do. And I said, Mate, we really years, appreciate it, you know, as you said. Yeah. So I really appreciate it. And, and look, the, the people who tend to uh, make lovely comments, I've never had anything bad. I've actually got a couple of guys, I suppose, I now could call friends out of this. Um, uh, they just started following me on Twitter and whatnot. And then we conversed. And Can I just say, though, that on Twitter, you yeah. you've never get, no one's ever said anything bad about me on Twitter. So it's just like, no, it's just not, a kind of place. It's a really friendly place, is what <laughs> yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, apart from uh, all of South America. <laughs> South America. So. so, yeah, thanks to you guys. Primarily for giving this opportunity in the first place, I loved it. Um, thanks to the good, everyone who listens, the guys and girls out there. Um, as I said so. Thanks very much. Um, I've appreciated it greatly. I've had the ball. We've done all right. So if we get out of our ten this year, I might be a bit surprised. But um, um, maybe I can see if Choco can take over from me next year. <laughs> Ask him if, if he wants to do this gig for It'll you. It'll be a five-hour podcast. No, he's answered. It'd be great. So uh, thanks heaps. Um, be kind to those around you. Look after yourself and look after your friends. Um, and uh, yeah, you look after your health. It's, it's the uh, most important thing you got. It's the only thing you got, to be honest. So when it's, uh, when it's been taken away from you, it's a bit of a mongrel. But um, we'll be right. We'll get there at some point in stage. And uh, yeah, cheers. And okay, I think one of the, you, the, uh, the more beautiful things is that uh, you got two lovely grandkids. Well, which obviously when I was diagnosed eight years ago, it was the two of the things I thought I'd never do, walk my daughter down the aisle, and, which I did. And then she had a, um, well, yeah, because last year she was still pregnant. That's right. So the listeners do not know. She had a little baby girl mm-hmm. and she is just so wonderful. It's great to play with her. Um, I was going to say the respect I had for you guys was enormous. Obviously, I've Captain Coles there, if anyone can stand in tights, I've, you know, made it. It's just a huge and chamber. I wanted. I was. I wanted you to marry my daughter. Remember that? I was quite happy to have you marry my fucking daughter. Hell, mate. You dodged said, a bullet there. I, Imagine I, him as your son-in-law. You're yeah. fucking kidding me. I, no, I did. I did oh, say. God. I Who said it in an open forum in front of her as well. Mate, I think you've had too many endone. You fucking lost your mind. I, I, I mean, I don't know. Does your daughter want to marry someone who has 2009 Hawthorne Premiership figurines? I'm not really sure. <laughs> yeah. not... Well, she did marry well. I love my son-in-law. Um, he's a good, hard-working young man. And now I've got a beautiful granddaughter and I've got a magnificently beautiful grandson who was almost four and can kick the ball like a bull already. Left foot, right foot? Both, seriously, (laughs) both. And he will be the first kid to be suspended from Auskick because he he just sees ball go. (laughs) Doesn't matter who's there and doesn't, doesn't get hurt. And as you know, my son's a... Bit of a hard nut and making a comeback this year in local footy. Um, mm. He's taught him well, but he's going to be the first kid <laughs> that will be dropped a suspension in uh, in uh, Auskick. But anyway, Mate, I get suspended in right. under twelves. It happens. They turn out alright. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude, Beautiful. we love you so much, and we, thanks, we love this thanks, episode Wes. so much. Been a pleasure. Um, and all the junk timers out there love it so much. Yeah. So yeah, so thank, thank you again. so much, Craig. Again, um, all good. Craig Coombs, the best in the world. We love you. <laughs> thanks.
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.